life on the road. It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns. And these fights, cancel flights, running with the runs. Blacklists, bounce checks, great a bachelorette. Drunks in the front, making out for your set. And middle acts doing blow more missing merch. And drive the rental car past another mega church. And juice keys, vagina fist, your cell phone is gone. One big law and order marathon. Aaron, ever since we've been putting the theme song first, recorded live in the studio and I go home to edit it I've dropped the theme song in not remembering that we're rolling the theme song as we record and then I go back to listen to it and have to go edit the first theme song out because then I got back to back theme songs before the show starts that's technology man it's a bummer thanks for tuning the Road Stories podcast everybody I'm your host Murray Blair I'm part of the All Things Comedy Network which some of us in the room didn't know I didn't know. <laughs> Everyone was vibing me. I went over and I said, the lady said, who are you here to see? I mentioned your name. They don't care. Yeah, they, nobody cares. I mentioned the name. name of the podcast. They don't care. Nobody and then they said, the hey, are you, do you have anything to do with all things comedy? And immediately the comic in me was like, no, because I'm not good enough. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. And, they were, and they were talking about a script very close to me and it was very famous people's names. And I was like, there's no way I have anything to do with whatever these people are doing. And I immediately- And little did you know- that I have something to do with You're it. You're amongst greatness. <laughs> I am. I've made it. Speaking of all things comedy, Aaron, <laughs> what's going on with all th- Aaron with his ninth straight week of a Star Wars t-shirt? Oh, really? Of a different one, though, every time? No, I only have this one. No. Yeah. You have other Star Wars shirts? Not, not in the current repertoire, no. Come on, Jay McBride. Remember her? Uh-huh. She commented on your Star Wars shirt. Yeah. Oh, that was probably the comedy film nerds one. Oh, well, all right. All That's right. two. Okay, do so we have yeah. to go down to the rest of the we seven might. of them? We might have to. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, tell us what's going on with all things comedy. Oh, geez. I just had it in my head, but now I forgot. Um, we just shot a video with Burt Kreischer cooking for Bill Burr and Oh, yeah. Tom I wanted Segura. to ask about that. What is, he almost set the kitchen on fire. Oh. Did he have his shirt on? <laughs> was the shirt on or off? The shirt was on. Wow. They recorded for an hour. Shirt and it caught on. on fire. Shirt on. Yeah, <laughs> what it's is probably it for? Grease protection. Um, you know, branded content, fun, just for fun mostly. I think. But so is he? Who was kidding when he said it was for HBO? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow. Yeah. But, take but... take one of that Instagram video was better. Oh okay. Where it was more clear it was tongue in cheek. Oh all right. But I was in it. I mean, <laughs> I saw you in the background. I'm there. I saw you in the background, not wearing a Star Wars T-shirt. No. Jay McBride's going to be bummed. No, I wasn't. You weren't. I might have been actually. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> I think I might have been wearing the, the black hot shot first shirt. Yeah. Um, all right. Anything else going on over there? Um, no, I don't think so. All right. Got it. Aaron only works here every day. Yeah, but I'm not in promotions. But you should know what's going on. I should. Maybe check the website. All right. You're like you're like when you call about like health. And they go, well, you know, you're like, yeah, there's something wrong with my blood. Well, I don't really work in that department. You have to talk to the other guy. You're well, like, you guys are all doctors. Aren't yeah. you supposed to know what's wrong with me? Or was Burr cool? I got to ask you. Burr's was the Burr's best. Burr's the right? coolest. Burr's yeah. great. Yeah. I, I'm. I, wait, Burr. You said I mean oh, Bill Burr. Also Burt. Yeah. yeah. They're both 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 okay. Burr and yeah. Burt. I met awesome. I met I met Bill for like the first time. Uh, like we were on a show and he came and he did a guest spot, and I'm a huge fan and I've you know seen him a ton but i've never like had a like hey sure. now now i have to talk to you because we're both on the same show and all i could say to him was hey you're from boston and he's like yeah and i'm like i used to manage the boss tones and he was just 
cool. <laughs> That's cool. You know, like, all right. And I'm like, thanks, later. Looking for that connection, man. Yeah, I was so, and oh, he wasn't yeah. ready for it. He wasn't. Yeah. He had, you know why? Because he looked at me and he was like, dude, you're so in, you're a fan, dude. You're so into what I'm about that I, I, I'm not ready for that. I'm not ready for that connection. But that, isn't it funny though, like when you throw something out that you think might make that connection? Right. Oh, you know, I, I don't like doing that, but I did that the other night and it worked. Uh, you don't know this, but okay. uh, my wife and kid are out of town for the week. Okay. So this is my last day. I've been just poker, surfing. I went to see the uh, old 97s with Greg Barrett last How's night. that? They were fantastic. Where'd you see him? Uh, there's a little club in Hermosa Beach called St. Rock. Okay, yeah, great. I've never been yeah, there. Yeah. I used to pass when I uh, hosted that Bill Ingvall radio Doesn't show. Doesn't Fletcher from Pennywise own that? Probably. I mean, or or St. Rock, the place, is it downstairs underneath the pier? No, oh, no, 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 okay. no, no, no. All right, but anyway, so you're in, you're in Hermosa. You're seeing old ninety seven. Old ninety seven. Greg, who's you know BFFs with uh, Rhett Miller. So great, oh, great show, man. I highly recommend when they come. Oh, old ninety sevens rule. Oh, they're so awesome. Saw them once at the Troubadour. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm I such almost, a fan. I've never seen them. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah, fantastic. Yeah. So also, I went to see the Tubes on Saturday night. <laughs> like Tubes, like from eighty San Francisco Tubes. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So. I thought they were from Santa Cruz. I'm pretty sure San Francisco. Yeah. I remember growing up in Santa Cruz, they played all the time. Did you ever see them? No. Okay. They're insane. Yeah. I mean, they were- they're White a... punks on dope. Exactly. Dennis they're... Erectus. Yes. Mondo Bondage. He used to always talk <laughs> about them. Uh, they're a sliver of what they were, I'm sure, in the late 70s, early 80s. But still, they were great. But uh, uh, the reason I went was, uh, A, Pat Francis had a free ticket, and B, I had Bobby Slayton on my podcast, who used to open for him up in San Francisco and just hang out with him all the time, and he said how crazy insane they were. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, yeah, I'll go. And he's like, oh, I, well, I can't go. This is my Bobby Slayton. Uh, mur, mur. First of all, go fuck yourself. Uh, second, Delphi <laughs> uh, and Prairie, I said hello. I'm, so I'm, so I'm sorry I couldn't make it. I have dinner plans. I'm like, am I really gonna? You know, you don't want to. You know, you know, I'm not gonna. No. You're not be gonna that be the guy, guy yeah. going. Oh, you know, Bobby's late. No, Bobby's late too. But I ended up talking to Fee and because Pat Fram Francis almost got into a fist fight with him. But we'll save that for the Rock Solid show. <laughs> And then I was just like, oh, man, I was just talking to Bobby Slayton earlier. And uh, he's like, uh, he dropped the name right there. I did. I did. And he's like, oh, yeah. I was wondering if he was going to be here tonight. Blah, blah. You're a comic, 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 blah, 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 blah. So I did. I did do a connection type thing only because I got awkwardly silent. Yeah, I wanted. I wanted mine. I wanted my connection so much with Burke. I'm such a fan, but he's it'll so, happen. He's and he's so chill, man. Too. So. Yeah, I know. Oh, see, yeah, that's why I went. That's see, that's why I went down that road. Because yeah, like, yeah. I, I wasn't going to be like, hey, man, Boston, and something that I don't know anything about. Like, let's talk about baseball or something right. like that. So I was like, all right. I, in my mind, I'm like, there's no way that him and Dickie Barrett don't know each other. And and I was like, you know, because sure. you can't be in Boston and not know the Bostons and then right. not have some, and especially with Burr's background, it would be like, oh yeah, him and I drank together. Or we got in a fight back yeah, in the day. Yeah. So I, I went and I was so confident that it was, it was good. I mean, I already, I already imagined me hanging with Burr. Like I was like, oh dude, we'll drive our Priuses together. Like we'll hang out in the hall. Like I know he I know he lives in hot like this is gonna be awesome. Like right. he'll be at my house at a barbecue. Sure. I do a fourth of July party, Burr's gonna be there. This is gonna be great. And um he was totally cool. Absolutely. But what I threw out on the table was wasn't an, wasn't there. And it's funny because I met uh, a years ago I met this I worked with this artist. I still work with him, this guy named Nako Bear. Awesome. I don't know him. Yeah, just super, super talented guy, uh musician. Uh, we released a record from him. Did you know? Did great. I, you know, just plays to. He's known in so many different circles. 
knows all these famous people, but he, he was the one that said to me once he, 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 he was going for that with like some musician that he liked. I, I you know, I forgot it might've been like Ben Harper or someone right, like that. Sure. And I, and he threw it out there like, Hey, you know, so-and-so both know each other. We worked with that producer and whoever it was for this particular story, you know, just was like, Oh, cool. And, you know, it didn't happen. And he calls that he wasn't ready. And ever since <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? He wasn't ready. He wasn't ready for the connection, man. <laughs> and I'm like, really? Oh, that's such a great way to put it. So my connection with Burr hasn't happened yet. You know, he owns this network, right? Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Him and God, can I be more fucking yeah. ill-prepared for today? <laughs> and you're seven minutes late. So. I know. Because, I, I, dude, I had to go by Ikea, and there's this couples fighting over there. Oh, really? Oh, dude, number one, there has to be number... I was going to look at my phone, number one reason for divor- divorce, and it has to be just Ikea. Right. Like, cheating, second, sure. <laughs> anything else. But, but it has to be, if you go to Ikea, you just immediately get in a fight. My wife and I went there once when, I, when my daughter was like one or two, because mm-hmm. we we're like, we're going to finally go there and and i kid you not in that parking lot you know spitting distance from here she took off her wedding ring and threw it at me because we got in such a gnarly fight <laughs> oh, like like a scene out of a movie threw it i had to go find it she drove away with my daughter and then we had to have that awkward like all right we're really not going to call it a day at ikea are we can you come back and get me right but it all because of it so the reason i was late was because I- Ikea's right there. The reason I don't know that Bill Burr has everything to do with what we're doing right now is because I am a moron, and I will just throw that onto the table, and, and I'm comfortable saying that. I'm talking to Joe Sib, everybody. Good friend Joe Sib. Uh what a great guy. Thanks for coming on and doing the Thanks show. Thanks for having yeah, me. I'm excited. Thank I wanna, you. We've been talking so much about Bill Burr. This is my favorite Bill Burr story and, and mine, and I believe Aaron was there. I, we used to do the All Things Comedy stand-up show, which we don't do very much anymore. We're starting them up uh, come April 5th, I believe. Oh, great. At the store? Yeah, at the store. Okay, wow. awesome. Well, we used to do it at the, was it the Lyric Theater or the Bootleg Theater? Bootleg. The yeah. Bootleg Theater over in Los Feliz. And uh, it was me, Bill Burr, Tom Rhodes. Bartnick? W- Will Anderson. Yeah, Will Anderson. Was Bartnick on that one too? No. Yeah. Al Madrigal. Yeah. And I think that was it. Was did Emmett get up on that one too? Emmett might have gotten yeah. up on that, but Dave Anthony, who was booking it, forgot to book an MC. So I'm looking at everybody, and I'm like, I guess I'll MC. And then Bill's like, Nah, Mara, don't, no, nah, no. Nah. You know, I just did three nights at the Wilbur. I just taped my special. I got, I got, I got nothing to talk about. So I'll go up. I'll just riff for seven minutes, and then I'll bring you up. He goes up, riffs for I don't know, nineteen, and just destroys. <laughs> In riffing. In riffing. In riffing. Don't got anything to talk about. Don't have anything to talk about. But it compared to what you're gonna do, it'll be so much better. Yeah, Check yeah. it out. Like I could I could sleep talk my set and it'll be better than it. Yeah, that, that I hate people like that. <laughs> it's like with that moment when you're watching someone like that that you're inspired. Like I saw Steve Martin once and uh-huh. I was like, I was like, Oh my god, Steve Martin is so awesome. He was interviewing Tina Fey and I was just like sitting there with my wife in our seats because we got him really late. We're way back, you know, and he was on this little screen and he was super, super small. Down there and it went from me watching Steve Martin where I was just like oh my god this guy is so awesome that all of a sudden he was so awesome that I went from oh my god I love Steve Martin to I fucking hate Steve Martin I'll never do that <laughs> and then I was like oh my god where he, where he is and where I am is is exactly in perspective because look how small and far away he is and look how far away I am from him and I was like this is a, this is exactly where, why we are this far apart I saw Steve Martin in, there's a little bar here in Los Angeles. Is it Buffalo Club? Oh, we're on Olympic or something like that. I think it's uh, Buffalo Club. And mm-hmm. it's a little small bar thing. And my wife had done uh, Inside Loon Davis, the movie Inside Loon Davis. And so um, who's the producer? Uh, shoot. 
He produced T-Bone Burnett. Yeah, T-Bone. T-Bone produced this little, you know, American folky show there that had there had probably everyone that was awesome. Yeah, absolutely. They he knows up, everybody. They ended up doing one in New York that we got invited to and didn't do it, and then they shot the whole thing, and it was it was awesome. But while we were there, it was just, it was like. Um, uh, uh, Nickel Creek and and those guys and those like a little you know uh, all those guys from the Watson Family Hour over at Largo and stuff like that and then Steve Martin hops up on stage with the banjo, banjo. does five jokes up front and destroys and then just wails on the banjo for twenty minutes it was awesome yeah. and it was in I would say like a little bit bigger room than this yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, let's just talk about awesome shows we saw all day. Okay. I could do this all day oh totally it's, it's kind of like it's weird that like three of the best banjo players in the world are comics. It doesn't that strike you as weird? Steve I Martin. I never knew that. Neither did I. Who Steve else? Steve Martin. Um, See, Ed I don't Helms. know. Ed, oh, yeah. Ed Helms was there. And Billy Connolly are oh, banjo I, players. I didn't is know Billy, Billy Connolly was a banjo that. player? Oh, yeah. They have banjos in Scotland? Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wasn't even sure if he was Scottish. I just you know, threw you know the, there. When yeah. it, I will never not think about Billy Connolly when, and not think of my son because my son is 12 now and i went into his room the other night and he and he had he has ma- he made his comedy um like a uh, compilation uh-huh. of these videos and i was like oh cool man and he's like yeah check it out you know check it out this this is the kind of comedy i'm into and i'm like all right <laughs> and he's just like busting out richard pryor sure. uh, chris rock and then right into conley and i was like dude like this is awesome You're like everything on here and and there's so much language that's just being thrown around in this little bedroom of yours that <laughs> i never thought and he's like yeah this is what i listen to and he basically said because your comedy's lame and i was like all right thanks bro i just bailed you probably don't even know who all things dude, that's comedy he, is yeah yeah no, i think he said that dude bill burr doesn't back the boss tones dude so don't drop that on him when you see him you moron hey and next time you do an interview why don't you research where you're going <laughs> Connolly is hilarious. I haven't seen him do anything in I don't know how long, but he's hilarious. Yeah. So his name came up this week. Yeah, from some comics. Yeah, I gotta go. Uh, I gotta go back and check out some. He's of He's one stuff. of those guys that, for me, because you know I'm fully into the storytelling and yeah. like long form. And I remember uh, stumbling upon him, and he just you know he was just telling these great stories yeah. and just and just the way he is on stage, the way he carried himself, just so cool. Almost like. You know, and obviously the way he looks, but for me, it was like, is there a band behind this guy? Like, he's just, you know, the swagger he has. Sure, waiting for him to whip out that banjo. (laughs) (laughs) Do some face-melting banjo up front. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, I think... Oh, you know what? You know why I don't really listen to Bill Connolly or watch his stuff is because I have a problem with accents. Mm. I have a hard time understanding somebody with a foreign accent. I know we're gonna turn. It's gonna turn slowly turn into a Trump rally, but <laughs> but seriously, like my grandfather, he got off the boat in like forty two or something like that, but still spoke with such an Italian accent. I could never understood what he said, man. It's like there's so many times I'm like, I wish I knew, especially when he's saying call nine one one. That was funny. I yeah. write that down. Uh, so I, yeah, I can't like, and I watch foreign films, you know, and and even like when I had Will Anderson on the show, and it's like I can't, I can't understand. I'm the so, opposite. As soon yeah? as someone has an accent, I immediately just go, "You're so much smarter than me." Like you have an <laughs> accent. Like literally, like like when I like if someone has like if they have an English accent, we could be at a pub, mm-hmm. you know, drinking beers. All, I'm immediately like anything you say. You're so much more educated than I am because I'm from America. Like immediately, yeah. I have that vibe. Uh, with the Italians, though, I remember on my grand, on my 
because I'm I'm like third or my grandparents were second or third generation, so the accent had did, had, gone know, had gone already. Yeah. Had gone already. But my dad would tell me stories about relatives that straight up lived at his at his house that just did not <laughs> speak English, and nor were they going to learn it. And, oh, yeah. and and he said that he said I said Dad, why didn't you ever le- learn Italian? And he said, because my parents didn't want us to, because that was the way they spoke to each other without us knowing what they were talking about. Right. So they would have full conversations in Italian, so his brother and him couldn't follow along. I went down to uh, Fort Lauderdale with my wife's family for Thanksgiving, and she's Greek. And uh, so all the Greek were there, and they were just all just... Yaddy, 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 yaddy. Like I thought Italians were loud, but Greeks were. And I asked one of the cousins, like, "What are they talking about?" Like, oh, they're talking politics. I'm like, oh, somebody fight? Are they fighting? Did somebody vote for Trump? They're like, oh no, they're a green. Like they're not fighting. <laughs> they're just they're just a green. Yeah, they're so ah, passionate. Ah, 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 yeah, they're yeah. so passionate that everyone's on the same page. Yeah, yes. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that was a rough one. I ended up watching football. That's how rough that Thanksgiving was. <laughs> Thanksgiving with the family. Not a big sport. I had a um, I, the, I, the I, I, when I was in um, when I was in this one band, we we used to always have to go to Chicago, and everyone was Macedonian there, and that was f- like it made Italian people seem mellow. Like I went to all these Macedonian weddings, and and that Macedonian? was like Macedonian. Yeah, I don't even know anything about Macedonian. It was like well, when when you think of Greek, I, I just know that like when we went to Detroit, there was a lot mm-hmm. of Macedonians, and then in Chicago there was a lot. Mm-hmm. But uh. It, it reminded me, like when I saw, like when I think of Greek people, I think of this family that I would stay with all the time, and they would just food all. It just it was amazing. What and then, band was that? That was when I was in Wax. Oh, okay. Yeah, the bass player was Macedonian, and it was great too because they have a huge Macedonian community in Chicago. So when our band went there, like no one knew who we were except we would pack out clubs with just Macedonians, and they would just be <laughs> dancing. And I think they'd bring in food, and you're like, wow, and we're doing sambuca shots. I was right. like, I oh. love being in this band. You know, we'd go to Detroit, the same thing. It was like, it was pre-internet. So it was like, they would just get the word out to their community that, hey, this dude is the bass, the bass player is a Macedonian. So, you know, come to see him play and it would work. And then I would start reminding our bass player like, hey, when we roll through, you know, uh, Cleveland, is there any Macedonians there? You know, and I kind of look like him. So uh-huh. we, you know, I would just sit there and smile a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, yeah, it was great. Oh, who was, what was the bass player's name? Dave Georgeff. Oh, okay. I didn't know him. Yeah. Great guy. You yeah. know Loomis. I know Loomis. Yeah. Yeah. Loomarach. Yeah. I haven't seen him in a long time. Yeah. Uh, the same thing happens with Kira Saltanovich. I, I did shows up with Kira up in San Francisco. And Love she's, her. And she's Russian. Yeah. So it was just all just packed with r- r- angry Russian, <laughs> not, not paying attention. They're just yelling shit out. Her stories of her dad and mom. I've heard him one million times, and every time she tells him, I laugh just oh, as hard. I can't get enough of her doing her oppression she of her t- mother. Her, for me, <laughs> for me, Kara Satanovich should be one of the biggest comedians around. Like, she, I, I don't, yeah, I, I don't, absolutely agree. I don't get it. I don't know why she's not. I've, mm. I've even said that to her, like after drinking, like you should be fucking huge, and she just looks at me like you said that last time. Um, <laughs> I love her so much. Like, she, I met her uh, on a. We did a parenting show once, and it was the good, the bad, and the ugly, and it was all parenting. And, and she was, you know, just so amazing. Oh, and yeah. I just stayed friends with her. And I, I, yeah, she's one of those comics that, like, if she's on a bill, I'll I'll stick around because I'm like I want to watch her. You know, she's part owner of this network. Shut up! <laughs> I'm gonna fucking leave right now. Are, they, gosh. You all technically are, but she is on this network. Jeez. Oh, all right. oh, we're technically owners of this. Uh, I mean, yeah. Kind of like partners, like Bank of America a, considers a everybody a partner. It's okay. a collective or co-op. All right. All right. I'm actually doing a show with Kira on Saturday night. I'm very excited. Doing a country club, though. Where? 
Orange County. Ooh, well, yeah. that's where they come from. Yeah, Jeez. true. <laughs> yeah. Now, all right. We've been, we've talked about this a lot lately, and Joe, maybe you got an opinion all on right. this. Uh, I I signed on to do these gigs up in the Pacific Northwest. And just to go out and just work on my new hour and not worry about shit. Just yeah. go up there and eat. Not it worry for about an promoting. Hour, not, not worry yeah. about getting people there. Not worrying about if you know if people are coming to see you. Got absolutely, it. absolutely not worrying. Dream about come true for a comedian for, for death. You know, I don't care if I die in front of these white trash yeah. people outside of Portland or whatever. And I get a list of things I can and can't do and what I can wear. Wow. I know we talked about this last week, guys. I apologize, but I just want. I'm, and I'm so I'm and like I had to cancel. One part of the run because of Comedy Central, but uh, I still have to do one theater up. Uh, no, I'm doing one theater and then one casino way the hell out in Washington, which I'm stoked. I'll give you guys all the information on the theater. It's going to be great. But um, I know you talked about it last week, but can you just give me the, like the four on one on like the, the two questions? First of all, like what can't you wear? Like what do they yeah, not that's wear? That's more What's mystifying. The, that's to the me. thing that trips yeah. me out. So just tell me really quick. Like wearing. no sneakers, no t-shirts. Okay, so far I can't go. I know. That's what I'm like, what I wear. I know. Where I are have... you borrowing your clothes from to go? I know. You know, I'm going to be up there in like a fucking tuxedo because I don't have anything. <laughs> be that's... so rad if you rented a tuxedo for the gigs. Okay. <laughs> next <laughs> thing. Next right thing. Next thing. Day. What don't they want you to talk about? Just go broad stroke. Uh, all right. Well, first of all, I can't say fuck. Okay. I can deal with that. I'm fine with being clean. Go. I have not said fuck for an hour since I was like 12. Like I, that's my word. I I'm say fine it all with the time. That. All right. Next all thing. Right. Uh, and you know the only reason I don't like that is because if you tell me if you tell me not to say it, it's going to be in my head the whole time and yeah. it's going to come out. So okay. uh, you should have just said be clean. That oh, I would have been fine with that. Okay. Uh, then this is the part that gets me, and we didn't go into this the last one. Don't do anything offensive. That's a tough one because what you know the first thing that comes to my mind what I feel isn't offensive maybe offensive to someone. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. You know me saying that I love Italian women because they're beautiful and as they get older they become handsome. <laughs> Could that be taken offensively? Yeah, absolutely. So that right there, I you know what's so funny is is I feel that when when someone says not to be offensive, and and they don't give you a guideline like hey I don't want you, like this is what would be offensive sex. Uh, you know, yeah. uh, talking about, uh, you know, religion or something, you know, just giving you some sort of like at least a guideline. But yeah, just exactly. don't be offensive. Don't be, it's so. I think that's kind of the gig as a comedian. Yeah, exactly. To walk up saying. to that line, maybe. You yeah, know? exactly. That's what I'm saying. And look, I'm not changing the world with my comedy or anything, but I don't want to be restricted, especially when I'm going up there to find new material. I don't want to be okay. You know, I want to yeah. search everything. I want to yeah. look around. I want to dig into all these little thoughts I've had and try to find something. But now you put those blinders on and it's just like, oh, what a pain in the butt. Yeah. yeah I mean, don't tough. get me wrong. I can do, an, like my, I think my album has three F-bombs on it and that's an hour. So, I, I mean, I can do it, but I, do I want to go? When, I'm not when, going up there to do my album. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're going up there to find new material. Yeah. Maybe it's the equivalent of like, you know, it'd be the equivalent of like getting together with a person, you know. For the first time and before you, you know, you have sex, they say, hey, you know, check it out. We've never done this before, but here's the guidelines. You'd be like, oh, really? You know, you, you, you want to experiment and be told no or yes. I find that offensive. You find that? See, yeah, that might be considered yeah. offensive right yeah. there. Yeah. Gosh, I'm sorry. Uh, you, you know, the, the swearing thing and, and the, when I recorded this record that's coming out April, mm -hmm. you know, the, the people that are putting it out um, at 800 Pound Gorilla, mm -hmm. they, they, before we even recorded it, they said, "Hey, you know, we've we've listened to a lot of your stuff, and you really don't, you know, you don't swear. And if you, um, if you're cool with that, if you can make a record where you don't swear, uh -huh. we will have more accessibility 
uh, to get it on uh, Sirius XM. Sure. And at the time, it was for Laughs USA. And I was just like, all right. You know, like, so if I don't, and it wasn't even an issue mm -hmm. because it wasn't something. So like, I, I, I don't, I don't swear and I don't really talk. Like, I don't think the stuff that they were looking for was, was there that they had to get rid of. Right. But, um, I think from just being on the radio for so long, I've oh, just yeah. grown accustomed to, I talk one way in real life and I talk another way when I have a microphone. That makes me. a lot of sense. That makes a lot Except of sense. Right now, some of your listeners are like, Hey, you've dropped the F-bomb when you realize Bill Burr owns the microphone you're talking into <laughs> and that was just me just you know reaction <laughs> well when i recorded my this is i don't think i ever told this story. i was at the recording you of your record dude and i have a, two, a couple things to say about that as was i oh really oh, yeah, that was a great night yeah. that was a fun night that was a great night joe Pat. opened the show killed it yeah recorded an ep i recorded that ep from that night here's this all right so Didn't appreciate the anti-blink-182 sentiment but all right Oh, that's all right. You Dude, <laughs> and it didn't help that the drummer from Blink-182 that night was in the audience. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and the guy that joined the band, the C, ah! the guy, uh, what's his name that's in the band now? Um, Matt Skiba was there as my guest. I didn't guest. know that. Yeah, he was sitting there. He was sitting there, not with, uh, not with. I'm sorry, not the drummer. So it was, it was the new guitar player about to become Matt Skiba, and it was Adam from Rocket from the Crypt. But there was like, there was like a Blink contingent there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can't believe a year and a half yeah. later I Matt find Ski that yeah, out. Matt Skiba, Matt Skiba was oh, in there. Oh, maybe he was, it was the guy mic. with the crossed arms over. There. I don't know. No, oh, that's hilarious. That is so funny. I did that. I did. Uh, I did. I did. I also. I there is. Uh, I don't know. I did something about DJ AM one time, and his girlfriend was in. The, anyway, okay. that's not what I was talking about. Whoops. So, um, uh, so Joe helps me. out, opens the show, and I said, "Hey, man, I'm recording it." I'll record you, and then I'll and then I I was hosting a show at the I wasn't recording our producer was recording and I'll say I'll have him record you and that's what you're but you was. literally said that to me literally at like I was waiting to go on so and so whoever was up there right there and then you said hey man if like literally like beer in hand Murray style always a beer in hand and he goes hey man if you want to record you know the guy will record you and I go really and it was just that much conversation about it. like I didn't I didn't. So I never had a moment to go, oh, I'm going to go up there and do 20 minutes. It's going to be recorded. And then when I got done, your guy mm -hmm. had the headphones on. And, and I was like, how did that turn out? And I remember he just looked at me and he gave me this big thumbs up. Yeah. So I think you're going to really be stoked. Awesome. And it was so good that I just was like, Murray. And you're like, all right, so let me get this straight. Like you made a record. I made it. It was like, it was so great. It was Excellent. And so random. What I did was I said, hey, and thanks for, you know, doing the show. Uh, I was hosting a show on Sirius XM at the time. I said, I'll, I'll get it on Sirius XM for mm -hmm. you. And you're like, sweet. So, I don't know, a, a, two weeks before my album comes out, I don't think I ever told this story, two weeks before my album comes out, um, I call up the producer. I'm like, hey, you know, my album's coming out. Maybe it's one or I, I can produce my own promos for it and put it up there for you guys. Like, oh, you know what? Why don't we have Murray Valeriano takes over uh, Channel 97 weekend? You play all your friends. We play your album. You do, you know, you host as many shows as you want. You and Gary and Bill and wow. and I'm like, hell yeah, that would be awesome. I'd love to do that. I mean, I was so stoked. I told my wife all about, and I never tell my wife anything until it actually happens. And uh, <laughs> and that came out wrong. <laughs> and, and I don't know. Four days before the album comes out, we lose this radio show. 
just completely lost. Had you already show. given him mine? So did I have anything to do with that? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, he's gonna play this crap. This guy's terrible. God, a whole weekend, man. We can't let this slide through. So, well, that was my question. I don't know if you. Uh, I give. I gave it to your. I gave them. No, I remember. Yours, no, I, I don't know. Yeah, no, no, I, I remember though. You, you, you did call me, and you're like, I feel terrible. My show's gone. I, and at that point, I, I, all I, all I wanted to do is just. I, at that point, I just was stoked that I had a recording that sounded good. And right. You know what I ended up doing is I ended up just making these CDs. And my son at the time, he's 12 now. He was probably like 10 then or nine. I remember. Um, I made a bunch of CDs and for the covers um, I would have him sit at the table and draw like I bought a bunch of brown just like sleeves that you uh-huh. put the CD in so then I'd be like hey man um, I'm going to sell some of these tonight at the show and he'd be like alright and then he would sit there and just draw like a separate cover on each one Oh, cool! so it'd be like all this like individual artwork and then you know he was doing it forever and, and it was cool because um, the CD I made with you was in there, but the thing that was even cooler was I would pull one out of my back pocket on stage and I would so much be like, my son did the artwork on it and people were seriously buying it for the artwork. They're just like, <laughs> oh man. I'm like, did you listen to the record? No, no, we didn't do that. Just, we love your son's artwork. Hey, any hook you got, man. Yeah. Any hook you got. Yeah, I was stoked. And each one's an individual uh, It was super cool. Item. Yeah, it was super cool. I have a photo, like a collage of all the ones they did and every once in a while someone would hit me on Twitter like, look what I found. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. awesome. There you go. There so you go. do you miss Joe, for those of you who don't know, uh, was a punk rock singer for a long time, and now he's a uh, awesome comedian. And uh, do you ever miss singing? Um, I miss singing. You know what? I, I said this yesterday. Uh, I miss singing when I hear the Bouncing Souls. Oh, really? I love that band, and I don't. it's like they're one of those bands, like every once in a while, like if I'm driving or you know something like that and and you know in a mix like a bouncing souls song comes up mm-hmm. like i'm just like oh my gosh i would love to be in a band right now like i'd so much be in it and i'm like oh and then we'd be in the van and then we'd get to the gig and then we'd have to unload the van and right about there i quit I'm like, <laughs> i don't want to i don't want to move the drummer's gear i don't want to i don't want to move the bass svt cabinet um i miss singing like i miss singing in the sense like i don't ever like get up and go oh wow I wish I could, you know, sing because, right. you know, I'm, my son plays a ton of music. So mm-hmm. we're always working on stuff. I mean, he's super talented. So I'm, I'm always lagging and he's saying, you're singing it wrong. But um, I, I think because of doing stand up for me, the element of what I would miss from being in a band and singing, I get from doing stand up. And that would be the, the uh, writing and the, you put some words together and it makes people laugh and, and getting that, getting that, you know, used to be like, oh, wow, you know, these, these people, you know, there's a pit going, we got to keep playing music. Oh, this is awesome. So the pit's been in the, that energy from the crowd's been total, for me has been replaced with like laughs, Uh fully addicted to getting laughs. Right. Like, like to the point that I've never done drugs my entire life mm-hmm. and I will never ever make fun or like, uh, I mean, I would never, like if there was someone that I was sitting with, they're like, oh my God, dude, I just, I'm addicted to, you know, I love cocaine. I love it, love it. I'd be, in the past, I'd be like, dude, get over it, man. Because, you know, that person goes through so much right. to, to, you know, 
that addiction. And, you know, like I find myself, and you know this, I find myself in Whittier Mm -hmm. at a cafe slash pizza parlor sometimes slash comedy show trying to get laughs from like two people eating uh, or sharing a piece of pizza. And and that is such an addiction. And and I'm like, I'm not with my family. I'm here in Whittier. Like this (laughs) is like, if I lose everything in my life, I'll be like, if my kids were like, you know, he had a normal life. We were a great family until he started stand up. And and I'm under the bridge just like doing one-on-one jokes with people. (laughs) You know, I'd be that guy. Right. Like a laugh junkie. I had a set a month ago where I got off stage and I literally said to myself, if I did that every night. I would never touch any mind-altering alcohol. Any, I wouldn't need anything else in my life except that. Yeah, like it was one of. The, and I hadn't felt that in a long time, yeah. so I needed it. Yeah, when it hits like that, it is. I know it's so. You know, it's, it's one of those moments where you, you know, when you, when it hits like that, you're like, it's all I can compare it to. And and I don't know if you talk to your listeners about surfing. Uh huh. But you know, like <laughs> I think they're sick of me talking okay. about surfing. So no, all I, you know, all I would say is this: is that like for me. Uh, it, it was like the one of the first times I surfed like trestles. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, it was on a day that I actually powered down there, and there, you know, I didn't, you know, there wasn't people to yell at you and say get out of the way. Right, like, right. So you know, I was getting so many waves, and I was spending so much time on my feet that night, that day, that when I left, I was like, man, I'm a pretty rad surfer. Sure, but you know, it's because that wave is so perfect mm-hmm. and it's so easy and it's it's so just amazing. I feel that's the same way with stand up. When you have one of those amazing nights, you're driving back and you're like, wow this connected and, 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 and you know, everything in your body's just firing. And I remember having a conversation, oddly enough, with Kira Satanovich and Kira. And she said, she told me one night after I had a good set, she's like, you feel good right now, don't you? I go, yeah. So you feel really good. You did great. She, I'm like, yeah. She'll bet you're going to check your Twitter. I'm like, probably. <laughs> you're going to check your Facebook too, aren't you? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll see if any. And she's like, don't. I'm like, what? What? She'll forget that set. That's over. Yeah, and I'm like, what do you mean? And I didn't understand it. She's all because next time you bomb and everyone hates you, you know, forget that set too. She's all when you're done, you're done, and you just you finish, you pack up. It's like a you know, it's like a traveling salesman. Mm-hmm. You pack up your little gear. You okay? I'm done. I'm out of here. You don't live. Don't keep. Don't wake up tomorrow morning and be like, oh my god, it was so amazing last night. And I I did it. Like you're done with that. You have to move on. And that was a big changer for me because I was falling into that like i wonder what anyone thought and right. no one fucking cared so you just gotta keep you know what I'm saying no one cares you know it's like you gotta you gotta do it for yourself and yeah absolutely you start over but that was a big big lesson she taught me yeah i really only recently have have i realized it's just it is it's all it's a, it's a bottle situation it's just it doesn't ever leave that night you know what I mean, and it and if you think about it, the audience comes in and like they pay their money, they have their dinner, they have their drinks, they see a, see a good show, and then they're on with their life. All right, I'm you gonna know, f- maybe what did you do last night? Oh, I went to the improv. It was hilarious. This yeah. guy Joseph was there. Yeah, and then that's it. I don't even think they say that though, because I I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you two things right now. The first thing is I remember going to comedy clubs. I never was in. I never was. I never thought I was gonna perform comedy, but mm-hmm. whenever I was in San Francisco, my dad lived near the Punchline. You know, my wife and I'd be like, "Yeah, hey, let's go to the Punchline for the night." And I'm sure the one or two nights that I went there, it was the Punchline. Mm-hmm. So you know, no one's getting on that stage that's gonna stink up the place. Right. I'm sure they were amazing, and I'm sure if I could find that lineup from you know, twenty years ago or sure. twelve years ago, whatever it was, it would be an amazing lineup. Like, we would be like in this room, like, "Oh my God, Joe, you saw." So yeah, and so, right. and I, but I don't remember who I saw that night. I just remember having a good time. I worked at a comedy club in San Jose. Uh, it was called The Last Laugh. I mm-hmm. worked there all through. It was, uh, it was while I was in college. So it was like, you know, uh, it was. I want to say like eighty nine, ninety, ninety one. So like right around there. And I was, I was 
working and seeing comedy three times a week mm-hmm. never once i don't even know who i saw i don't even oh, remember wow. and i'm sure like that was probably like greg gerardo was probably cruising through sure, yeah, you know? yeah, i mean yeah, people that were like big deals mm-hmm. you know um and i i don't remember it so i don't think and then the this all ties into i remember as a kid I was a huge Ramones fan. That was that's my band. That was sure. like everything. I mean, that was everything for me. And I had the opportunity. They came through San Jose, and they played in my hometown at One Step Beyond. And I had an opportunity to meet them. Mm-hmm. I got the the light man for the Ramones, Arturo Vega, who ended up becoming a really really good. He friend also of mine. designed the uh, he, designed he designed the logo. The logo. He's yeah. like he's the guy. Sadly passed away. Also, yeah. right? Yeah, super good friend of mine. Oh, awesome. And I met him that night. I remember I climbed up on the light board and uh, I was standing there. And I was in his way. He's like, "You move over, move over." I'm like, and he's like, "If you want to see the band, climb over here." I'm like, "All right." So now I'm standing up there in the lighting booth next to the sound man. I have this great visual of the Ramones, and he says, "If you want to stand here, you must go get go get me two beers." And I'm like, 17. I'm right. like, "Dude," but I knew the dude that ran the bar. So uh-huh. I'm like, "Dude, two beers." I'm pointing at the light man. I go back over there, and after the show, Arturo says, "Would you like to meet the Ramones?" And I and I and I went for this dude. I go no. Oh. And he goes why? And I'm like, because if they're dicks, it'll ruin it. Sure. And I'll never forget it. He goes, the Ramones are not dicks. <laughs> <laughs> they are not dicks. And I'm like, all right. And I went backstage, and I'm sitting there, and uh, and I meet said, hey, Joe. in a couple of years, I'm going to manage the mighty mighty boss <laughs> tones. <laughs> you know, well, it was funny. Well, so I'm sitting there, and um, you know, I'm I'm just you know beyond my. I couldn't even be. They were like, it's pre you know internet. I'd sure. never seen them in like real like whoa there they are. And I'm, I'm shaking everyone's hand. Didi was super, super cool. He took me around and got autographs from everyone. Marky was cool. Joey was just kind of leaned up against the wall, kind of out of it. And then Johnny was sitting there. And I remember uh, I sat down and, and, and I went for that thing. I went for the Bill Burr thing. Yeah, the connection. But you know what? And it worked. Awesome. I go, hey, man, what about the Yankees this year? How are you feeling about that? And he goes, ah, oh, are you Dodgers? And, you know, he's like, oh, wait, are you a Giants fan? I go, absolutely, man. New York Giant, Giants. You know, that's, he goes, hey, and we, and dude, we bonded over baseball mm-hmm. for like, like, and I remember, I couldn't believe that I was remembering all this information about the Giants in San Francisco and and the history of them. But since I grew up with my dad, he always had you know sports radio on and sure. talk radio yeah, at yeah. that time. They were doing well, so we were going back and forth, and we just talked baseball, and we really did connect to the to the point that he, I said, you know, I mean, he's like, you. A band kid, and I go, yeah, and I go, I go, but I, I don't. Even, you know, I was getting ready to go to college, and I go, I'm not going to go to college. I'm just going to be in my band. And he's like, whoa, whoa, slow down. He's all Joe, so you got to go to college. And I go, why? He goes, because think about this. You just, he goes, think about this. No one remembers a show three days after it's happened. Oh. I go, what do you mean? He goes, we we'll play here tonight, sold out. No one's going to be talking about this a week from now. They'll talk about it for three days and then it's done. And that really changed like my perception on like performing. Uh-huh. Like when you have a shitty show, three days later, people aren't going to talk about it. And if you have the most epic show, you know, unless something happens, you know, monumental, chances sure. are, you know, people will be like, oh yeah, I saw them. They were cool. You know, and it's just yeah. three days later, it changes. So that, that kind of was more on the Kira Satanovich and kind of what you're saying vibe of like, you kind of got to let it just yeah. know, have that moment on stage and- yeah. Hope that somebody takes something home with them. Right. But I also uh, say hold on to that buzz that night as long as you can. Yeah. yeah. I've been with you where you hold on to it pretty long. Yeah. <laughs> well, not that buzz. <laughs> <laughs> the buzz of her No, no, I'm just, no. But you know. yeah. No, I know you're saying. You're, you're, you're saying, uh, yeah, because usually in the Prius ride home, I start letting go of the buzz. And you're saying hold on to it. I, I, why not? Because who knows? You might just go up the next night at the improv. There's four people in the house and- 
the mic's not working yeah. and you, 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 on the Prius ride home, you're questioning, oh, why God. did I stay with the band? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, Dude, I've questioned, dude, I, if the Prius could talk, I've had so many great <laughs> conversations with myself in the Prius, oh, which is, with just all these voices in my head, like, you know, like you're just like after a night, like what, just this, this, the Joseph version of me that's just like, what the fuck were you doing up there, bro? And right. then there's the guy in the back, hey, be cool to him. He just tried new material. And then this other guy's like, fuck new material, dude. Not at the improv on a Friday. You don't do that. <laughs> and then the one guy in the back, hey, guys, don't argue. That's like all these voices in my head. And then I end up in Glendale and I just get out and I leave it in the car. This is like a new night Rider. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was going to say the uh, Atlanta. Morissette ironic video for this oh, a little bit I would like to see that a Joseph yeah. version yeah yeah but uh, yeah I've I want to see I've, Joseph in pigtails <laughs> <laughs> never pigtails but ponytail I had the ponytail oh you had the long hair I oh dude I, had, dude I had hair down to my elbow dude mm -hmm. yeah. I had I had a, such a sweet mullet yeah really up. yeah oh man I, I I've connected I've reconnected with my prom date on Facebook uh, here's how our prom went uh, I kissed her goodbye that night, and I didn't talk to her again until she found me on Facebook two years ago. So, not exact. I think I might have ruined the girl's night. But she sent me our prom picture, swearing up and down that I will not post it uh, publicly. And it's so tempting because I just have this, I've got curly hair, just this massive mullet coming down. I'm looking pretty sweet. I'm going white on white with the tie, not black tie. Scarf. <laughs> you know, and then I look at I'm looking pretty eighty nine sweet, there and uh, I'm thinking about maybe cropping her out and posting Crop, it. Yeah. I used to I I had I had the I had long hair, and then I had long bleached hair. I had, like, oh, that's gotta be hair. hard to maintain. Oh, dude, with these eyebrows, and no one, <laughs> no one ever stepped in and said no. Like that's when you realize like. I must have had no real friends because no one ever stopped me. No one ever stepped in. No one ever stepped in and said, "Hey, dude, with like those eyebrows." Yeah, you know, it because for for your listeners, like it, it's like I have like caterpillars on my above my eyes, like they, woolly bears. Yeah, on these there. things. Like some people, like I do shows and I can see the dude in the front row that has. God's haircut, which is I always call the final haircut. It does no hair. And they're looking at my eyebrows just going, if I could just have one of those, I could comb <laughs> over everything. Like that it would if surgically take it. And, but when I had blonde hair, you know. Did, did it just amplify the darkness oh, over your so eyes? Oh, so much. Yeah. Oh. And I thought, and you know what? I, I see photos of me when I was a kid and it was, it's, it's like Vince Neil meets Anthony from the Chili Peppers. <laughs> and they both had a kid. Like they had one dude. Yeah, that was the whole vibe. And that kid can't sing. And that kid can't uh, sing, but he can do a stage dive with no shirt on. That's why I got in bands. So the stage dive? Oh yeah, because I I'm, I was just I was just the kid that was like from start to finish just losing it. And yeah. even when I was a kid, when I'd go to shows, I was the guy because I never like I said I never got into drugs. Mm -hmm. I drank. You know, I tried to smoke weed, couldn't, but mm -hmm. I drank beers. You like tequila? I, I love tequila. I can't um, drink tequila. I love tequila. I like but that. I would drink. I would drink. Uh, I would drink and then go in. I was the kid that would pay like back then, like you'd have like a bill with like 10 bands and I would, I would pay full price mm -hmm. and then slam dance from, from the moment the first band went on till the end. And, and then like the stage manager, I remember as a kid, they were, they were like, you know, like, when are you, why aren't you in a band? Yeah. And I'm like me. And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, well, I can't be in a band. I'm just a kid. And they're like, you have more energy than the dudes on stage. I'm like, really? And that was like, it's all it took was yeah. for me to be like, all right, I'm going to do that. Awesome. That's how I started singing in bands. My, I, I thought my one like real classic stage diving moment was caught on camera. 
And it was for uh, Public Image Limited in uh, Iguanas down in uh, New Mexico. Yeah, Tijuana, right? Yeah, yeah. And they were New Mexico, in Mexico. Yeah. And they were shooting a video for it. And I kind of went down there with the crew. And me and my buddy, all the directors just like, I know they're not, I'm not, they're not going to let you do it, but I need you guys to stage stuff. <laughs> I was like, all right, we're yeah. in. And so we did it. And he got on film. I got caught. Uh, people know. used to stage stuff out the balcony down there. Oh, yeah, that yeah. That place was legit. As a matter of fact, uh, um, I think... Johnny said something about, I want to see somebody go off that bed. And somebody oh. had died like two weeks earlier. People used to always, yeah, that place, uh, that place is legendary. Did you ever play down there? Never played down there, but, um, just, you know, the shows and everyone yeah. was going down there. And, uh, and I believe Golden Voice was the one who was bringing everyone down Oh, really? There. Yeah, Golden okay. Voice. So that was oh. Gary Tovar and, and the gang. I love, when I saw, uh, Pill, Johnny Rotten comes out, Johnny, Johnny Lydon comes out in red Reebok high tops. Red Reebok shorts, a red Reebok zip up, and a surfboard with his face spray painted on it. It was awesome. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> wow. You lost me at the Reebok shorts. I know. I don't understand. I was so, I was so like, okay, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> but then it was, it's John Lydon. So yeah, but yeah, it's him. And yeah. it, the red matched his hair. So it go. was like all red, red. I don't know. There you go. No, but what since this is, go ahead. Aaron. Oh, I was going to say, did you guys ever play Canes? Canes, Canes Ballroom? In, no, in Mission Beach. It's Canes like in Mission Beach. Mission Beach. Um, San Diego. San Diego. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Is that the place that's like right by the beach? Yeah, it's like right, right, on there? The, right on the ocean. And is it still called Canes right now? No, it's, I don't it's know something. If it is now. Yeah, no. it's another. I've been there in forever. Yeah, yeah. I did yeah. a ton of shows there. I went there in high school. Yeah, us, oh, our place, uh, San Diego for place. me started with the Casbah. Oh, I yeah. started doing yeah. shows at the Casbah. Mm -hmm. And then I went from there to, they used to do. Um, Booker T something down there. There was a hall that, and Tim Mays was the one that booked all the shows. And then we eventually made it to, then it was Soma for years. Yeah. Did yeah. a million shows at Soma. But um, it, it's funny. I My dad lives in San Diego. I was down at Mad, what's the Mad City? What's Mad that House? place? Madhouse. Madhouse. Yeah. Madhouse. Which I'd never done a weekend down there. It was awesome. Was it good? Oh my gosh. It was so fun. Great. You know, um, it, it was just a great vibe and they took great care. You know, like when you go to a show and like someone comes up to you and they're like, hi, Joe, um, I have your drink tickets here. You can, and you're like, how do you know my name? You know, and they're <laughs> yeah. like, they're like, it's like so pro. Right. And you're like, oh wow, this isn't going to be a sketch weekend where you're like, you, oh, like how many times have you shown up? And they're like, oh yeah, you never confirmed. And you're like, well, I, kinda got, <laughs> I got the email here. Yeah. Well, you know, if you want to get up, that's cool. But uh, we have to put you up after uh, 75 comics. Right. So if you want to go at the end and then like a more and you go, all right, and yeah. you sit there for hours. Because you never say no to stage Drink time. yourself sober. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, it was great, and they were super, super cool, but it was great because Casbah's uh, still there, drove by it. Oh, awesome. Mm -hmm. Speaking of great clubs, I just did Levity Live uh, for the first time last Invent week. Uh, up, in, in, up in Oxnard. Great. Fantastic. Thank you, everybody who came out. A bunch of Road Stories listeners came out. Richard Duncan, what's up? I want to say love hi it. to you. And they, it was my, actually, I was up there with Greg Barrett around December, so uh, it was my first time headlining there, and they just treat you there's a reason you get clubs like Levity Live because you don't get emails that say, don't wear this, don't do that. You get one beer. You can have some appetizers, bet 20% off. There's a... There's a reason you well, get you those feel, high you feel like you feel like when it's when you work with a club like that, whether it's big club like them or a small club, all it takes is just when you show up getting the impression that people are actually happy that you made the journey there and that they're working with you to, you know, to actually succeed, not, not be on a show where, you know, we've all had that moment where you walk in and it's like, everyone's vibing you and you're like, wait a minute. Like, you know, 
you asked me to come here yeah. and do the bits. You know, yeah. it wasn't you know something that I, I wanted to do. You said you should come. So whenever someone is like treats you with respect like that, it's, yeah, that's it's it. the best. It's really respect. Even even when the show goes south, you're like, the food was great. Got a couple <laughs> drink tickets. Yeah. They treated yeah. us awesome. Yeah, they treated us awesome. <laughs> I made no money, but they were nice to me. <laughs> Um, being that this is the Road Stories podcast, yes. we have to get to some Road Stories. Okay. Although, I, Joe, I miss hanging out with you, man. I, I know. I gotta say, Joe was one of the uh, original members of the Comics on Safari tour and helped out so much with that and that opened up so many doors for that, those shows, and that was great. So I want to thank you for that. You're welcome. Um, but you also produce your own show up in uh, Santa Cruz. I do one show a year in Santa Cruz, my hometown. I love people who produce their own shows. It's my new favorite yeah. thing. For shows show. is a strong word. It's a, I produce a show. <laughs> I, I love people who produce a show. <laughs> <laughs> I've produced more shows, but I I just I just do this one once a year. It's a, in a skate shop. It's in a skate shop. It's uh, on. It's basically uh, if you've been to Santa Cruz, it's on Forty First Avenue, right before you where uh, Pleasure Point is. Okay. And the hook. It, sure. I'm sorry. It goes. It goes Forty First Avenue, and then it kind of slowly uh, goes down to where all the skate shops are. There's O'Neills and the original O'Neills, and then there's uh, all of the the. It goes the hook. It actually goes Sharks. The hook, and then you go further around, you hit Pleasure Point. So they have this show. It's like right there at the end. And um, the the skate shop that is has been doing this show, I ended up meeting the owner. And um, he, he's just super, super cool guy. Yeah. And, and he has one of the largest uh, and most uh, deluxe and extensive skateboarding uh basically from like skateboards from like as far back as like the 50s all the way through. And he has oh, cool. it. And, and it all hangs above you while you're like inside the shop. Uh -huh. So what, and it's actually a shop where like, you know, people are like going in to get stuff. And then what he does is he basically pushes all of the stands away and then he brings in these chairs and then he barbecues out front and he brings awesome. in this PA that they run skate contests off of. So it's like, it's this really like, and, and, and the thing that I love about it so much is that, you know, I've, you know, even though I haven't lived in Santa Cruz in years, mm -hmm. there's this vibe of Santa Cruz that's still the same that like you're performing comedy. Like the best example I can give you is a friend of mine comes to the show, but he doesn't call it stand up. He calls it, dude, are you going to do that, that thing this summer? And I'm like, what thing is all, you know, like fucking where you like talking to the mic and shit and like all those words and fucking laughing. And I'm like, Oh, do stand up yourself. Yeah. Like there just can't, you know, like he's like, dude, doing that thing where you right. like talking shit. That's fucking cool, bro. Dude, we should burn before you get up there, bro. Like, you know, it's just, dudes that I grew up with and then that so it's, it's such a n rad thing because you're doing comedy and they it's all ages mm -hmm. so it's like there's all these groms there right. and they're like skating out in front of the shop and then they're doing a giveaway and then everyone powers into the shop and uh, it's called the boardroom and um and they um and they they just have this show and it's just super super fun but it's also one of those things where it's the audience as much as like they're there. It's it can. It's really tight at the beginning. What do you mean? Tight, like they don't know. They don't know what they're getting. They don't know where. The, I don't even. They don't really know. Like it's cool to laugh. Like oh, okay. you know, I'm, I'm trying to get you to laugh, and it's you know, it's okay, and like yeah, you're you know, so you you definitely it's not a cakewalk. It's, sure. And then you have a lot of lot of you know parents with their kids there, but like they're cool, you know. And then it's just a it's a great vibe. And we've been doing it now for I'm coming up on like five years. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I love it. So you know, it's just like. And I always do it at the beginning of the trip, mm -hmm. and then uh, I'm like, sorry at the end of the trip. I do it at the end of the trip because you, you surf all you week. You spend like two weeks up there, two right, weeks, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I don't like performing in front of kids. I don't mind it. Yeah, 
I, I'll, I, but I'm also the kind of guy that I'll, I'm not going to, um, I'm not going to talk about stuff that they're going to be bummed about. Like I, like I know right, some, sure. some comics yeah, are like, oh, there's a kid in front. Cool, man. We'll check it out, dude. You want to know how you got here? Well, I'm going to show you right, right now. Right, like, yeah. I'm not that guy. I'm like, I'll totally, like I do a show up there with Tim Lee mm-hmm. and, and we do it at this jazz club mm-hmm. and it's straight up got to be a clean show. Sure. Yeah. And, um, and they, they're like really, and it's all these Santa Cruz, uh, like, you know, you know, you can't get more liberal and left sure. than Santa Cruz. I mean, they're like, they're protesting while the show's going on. They're like, but they're like, no, no, not against you, but something's going on this fuck, so we're going to write some signs right now. You know, like, so you're sitting there, you know, just like, okay. But uh, but um, I remember going up there and, and I was like, wow, you know, I wonder if they'll, you know, find stuff not, you know, that's that thing. Like, will someone get offended if sure. I say this or that? And they're they're one of the best crowds ever. Really? And I you're find, not swearing and you're just, you know. I because find you the know, lefties it, are a little tight, though. Man. Yeah. But you know what I feel for me personally is that I don't know what it is, but I have people come up to me and, and, and it'll be a lot of older people. Mm-hmm. And, and and they'll they'll come up to me and they'll say, man, we really, we really liked what you were doing tonight because you actually had something to say. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I'm like, really? I did? Like, <laughs> like tell me what I had to say. <laughs> like, so I, I can be, say it again. Yeah, man, because like, I need to write that stuff down if it's something. <laughs> if it, you know. But I realized during the time is that, is that since I was talking a lot about my family and mm-hmm. talking a lot about being married and talking a lot about just, just what I'm going through right now sure. and you know, having a teenager, like the fact that I have a, a teenage daughter that is 15 years old and that I remember 15 and that now I'm the authority and that I'm not good at it. Right. And she knows that. And I'm taking her to Coachella. Like I have to go to Coachella for three days with my daughter because she figured out how to talk to me, talk to me into that uh-huh. and how, and how I'm going to be at this festival that I do not want to go to, but how she got me to do that because of my love for music. I'm like, Oh, you're going to go see a bunch of bands that I'm not into, but it's no different than when my dad took me to out to see GBH. Right. So it's the same thing. Sure. So it's, karma now and my dad loves to tell me oh it's karma joe like you think i wanted to see when the oh who was it peter and the test two babies joe think (laughs) think i was stoked on driving you to sacramento for that one hey what about the time i took you to see crucifix that was a little (laughs) tough remember that one buddy remember that so now it's your time bro so you gotta go go coach we didn't have vip tents joe when when i took you we had wait in the car for seven hours and then take everyone home that smells like hairspray clove cigarettes and someone vomited in the car because they had a stomach ache no they were drunk bro and i know that like like he said that to me the other day you know and i was like so when you go to your vip tent at coachella with your daughter uh you know think about that so it's it's those moments that i feel is is connecting with the audience but when i was in santa cruz that's that's the thing they'll be like oh man you really had something to say yeah i know people get bummed out when there's like an older crowd in the audience i'm like "Mm, nope (laughs) i like it yeah (laughs) i love a super young crowd and I, i love i love like i love i just love you know, I, and I also love the idea, like a lot of times I'll go to a show and I see these like super, super hip kids and, you know, um, I can tell already they're not into me cause they're like, dude, who's the dude in the black t-shirt with the slick back hair? Cause, right. cause you know, it looks like, like, I think I'm some sort of badass, you know? Right, right. And, um, and, um, and I'm not. And then, and then when all of a sudden we, you know, connect on a bit of me, just telling a story of failing mm-hmm. so miserably at something that I'm supposed to be good at. There's like, Oh wow. Like, okay. Yeah. He, 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 you know, just because he looks a certain way, he, I can still identify with him, which, and that's the best part when you have people come up. I had, I had people in, once in Portland come up to me and they go, you know what, man, we didn't want to like you. 
Oh, really? Yeah, we, we came and, uh, you know, we came to see so-and-so and so-and-so and we, we, and we saw you and we were like, no way. We don't want to like, like, we don't want to like you. And yeah. you were, we do like you. We liked you. You were good. But they were even kind of bummed that they got that. Like, <laughs> I'm like, so you liked me? Yeah. I'm like, oh, you should follow me. I'm, no, no, we don't like you that much. And I was <laughs> yeah. like, all right, bye. Yeah. But like they had came up to saying, we didn't want to like you. And I was like, wow, yeah, who yeah. says that? People are ballsy, man. People are ballsy. Hey, we got it before we split. We got to talk about the new album. Okay. What's it called? Uh, it's called Joe Sib. Mm-hmm. Nowhere near the top. Nice. <laughs> and um, I made it. Uh, I was uh, I was out um, with uh, I was out with Kyle Kinane. Okay. And the cover was shot in Phoenix. I uh, we were I was featuring from him down there, and uh, he was he was like, "Hey, tomorrow we're all going to a skate park. I know you skate." I, I ride bikes. Right. They got a bike for me. Do you want to come? I go, absolutely. And I didn't know it, but we were with this like amazing BMX. Uh, Kyle Clarkson is his name. Uh-huh. And he's an amazing BMX photographer. He's like for you and I, like, uh, like Glenn Friedman for skateboarding. Oh, okay. You sure, know, like just yeah. one of these guys. I, and of course, once again, I don't know who I'm talking to or dealing <laughs> with. And everyone's like, dude, Kyle took your photo. I'm like, yeah, he seems cool. You know? And Ky- and even, you know, Kyle was like, dude, this guy's amazing. But anyway, he took a photo of me. And the reason it's called Joseph Nowhere in the Top, it's a picture of me skateboarding. Mm-hmm. And I'm literally nowhere near the top. Right. But I love the photo. Awesome. But uh, and then I recorded the record in La Jolla, and um, recorded it in December. And, and with the comes, store at the store, yeah. Uh, I've so grown to love the La Jolla oh, comedy store. Yeah, it's, it's it was great. Yeah. yeah. And then basically, what's going on and uh, is that the record comes out April 28th, and I'm doing um, I'm doing the the punchline April 25th. Okay. So I'm doing the punchline April 25th. Hopefully this will be airing, like, as I'm saying this, you're like, hey, I can go see Joe. April 25th, I'm in San Francisco. I'll put up the Sunday before that. Great. So uh, April 25th, that Tuesday, San Francisco. April 26th, La Jolla at the Comedy Store. April 27th, Ontario at the Improv. And April 28th, the night the record comes out at the Hollywood Improv. And if anyone wants to go, if you want to go to this, all you got to do is text my name to any of these shows, because I need people there. Mm -hmm. And uh, you text my name, Joe. To thirty one, thirty one, thirty one, and I'll hook you up. And if you show up to any of these shows, you ready for this? If you mm-hmm. show, this is this is. I just came up with this idea because I want to try to sell as many of these as I can. Um, if you show up at the show and you go, "Hey, dude, I got your record," uh, you know, on on uh, iTunes, mm-hmm. and you show me the receipt, I give you a drink ticket. Oh, yeah. look at that! Yeah, check that out. So, I, if you're underage too, fuck it, I don't care. <laughs> and trust me, it's, yeah. I think it's nine ninety nine on iTunes. You're eight bucks. Eight no, bucks. Seven ninety nine. Seven ninety nine. So check it out. You get into the show for free. A Corona's twelve bucks. Dude, I'm telling you right now. Here's the <laughs> when you you'll go. You know, what, even if this whole hour you've been like, I don't like this guy. He doesn't know what's going on. Like, check it out. You buy it for eight bucks. You get a beer and two tickets to the show. I'm losing money. That's an amazing deal. Yeah. You can't afford not to take that And I, you know what? I'm super proud of the record. I'll tell you right now, it doesn't suck. You guys are yeah. going to like it. Awesome. It doesn't. How long is it? It's 22 minutes. <laughs> is it really? It's like 22 minutes. I went Ramon style, dude. Yeah, I love it, man. Because yeah. you know what? Who's going to invest? Unless you're a Burr, unless you're a Louis C.K., no one, no one, like once again, no one has an hour to hang out with someone they don't know. Check yeah. this out. It, you know, And it's pretty cool, too. They released it on vinyl. It's uh-huh. on red vinyl. Cool. And uh, you can get that, too. That's but, awesome. Uh, if, all you got to do is text my name, Joe. To 31, 31, 31. And it's not sketch. Like, it doesn't cost you any money. You won't get a dick pic You back. won't get a dick pic because that would be lame. 
And um, I could get in trouble for that, and I wouldn't do it. But um, with that said, if you do that, I'd be super, super stoked. And Murray, I got to say this. Thank you so much. I mean, when you say comics on Safari, I mean, that was the, being a part of those shows was really like a turning point for me because I oh, finally really? got around real comics. Oh, you know, thanks, I was, man. I was kind of I was kind of floundering out there way outside, you know, in the lineup. And you said, Joe, you should come in a little closer. You might get some waves. Oh, yeah. good, man. Well, that makes me happy. I really appreciate it. You've oh. been a great friend. Oh, thanks, man. And you've been a great friend also. Oh, and I've been meaning to tell you. Judy's a Punk is the song I've been going up on stage to. Are you serious? Yeah, it's my favorite Ramon song and maybe one of my favorite songs of all time. It's a great song. Top 10, definitely. You know? Uh, I, lo- I love that. I love that 22 minute, no, like no Ramon song ever. I think it broke three minutes. I no. I think. So. No. no swear words. And no swear words. <laughs> yeah, seriously, they never had any swear words. That's true. That's like a big thing. That's true. That was a big thing that they like purposely did. Um, all right, great. So you got your dates out. Anything else you want to plug before we get out of here? Um, I do a parenting podcast called Rad Parenting. It's and rad. It's, I've listened to it, it. Yeah, and people really enjoy it. I never. I know right now a lot of people are like, you host a parenting podcast? Check it out, bro. Um, I am not the expert. The woman that hosts it with me, Hanea Bogue, she wrote this book, Nine Ways That We're Screwing Up Our Girls and How We Can Stop. An amazing book. That's what led me to meeting her. And we started this podcast, Rad Parenting. You can go to iTunes and check it out. And we, we tackle every mm-hmm. single issue that has to do with parenting from sleep training all the way to teenagers, uh, you know, we did a show. On, uh, we did a show on death, like last oh, week. Really? We did a show. We did a great show that's up there right now called uh, Nine Questions to Ask Your Partner Before You Have a Kid." Oh, smart! And it was like, yeah, and it was great. She like came in. She came in with these questions, and it and she asked, you know, it was like questions like, "What's our sex life going to be like?" You know, uh, what? How are we going to raise our? Ch- is there going to be any spirituality? Just mm-hmm. real life stuff that I can tell you guys. If you haven't had a kid or you're about to, these are like questions that you you know you never. Never, you never think about it. Take it from a guy who didn't ask any questions before they had a kid. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's a great, that's, wow, that's good. Yeah. So, I love doing rad Aaron, parenting. Aaron's newly married. Look, Are you I'm serious? Looking, yes. Yeah, six months. Wow. Seven, seven yeah. months. Actually. I've been, I'm, I, I'd like to say, how many years have you been married? Uh, it's funny you ask that. Because because you don't know the answer is that it, like a joke inside joke? No no it? no it's just this just happened and this does, and it does it every year. I was talking to somebody the other day and they're like, oh March twenty fifth is our wedding anniversary. I'm like when yours? And I'm like, oh, it was two weeks ago. Oh, <laughs> so then I text Mary. I'm like, hey honey, happy late anniversary two weeks ago, and she just laughs because she forgot too. You know so what? We've been eleven. We've been eleven years of March ninth. But you know what's great is that you get, that means that you two are on the same page, and you both of you married someone that doesn't put this huge emphasis yeah. on something like that. Yeah, my wife and I have together. We've been married. It'll be May second, nineteen years. Wow. Yeah, wow. that's great. So I've never been an expert in anything, but I feel that since we've been together that long. And and the ride that we've had has just been, you know, through, she's been with me on everything, mm-hmm. all through Side One Dummy, all through being in bands. I mean, at, like my whole life. And I too have, you know, been with her through everything that I, like, I feel like, uh, like that's the only real area that I have any kind of expertise in. Sure. You know? Put 19 years into something. Yeah. You know? I want to be one of those guys that they give you like, you know, like some of those people, like they get like the PhD without going to the school, you know, like they get <laughs> honorary PhD. Yeah. yeah. Could, could, could someone give me that? Aaron, <laughs> I, I can't. Well, why not? Well, I don't. I'm not it's accredited. Six I'm not accredited. In. Six months. <laughs> oh in. yeah. Oh, you want an accredited? Well, I mean, I should be. Yeah. If I'm giving out honorary stuff. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, Aaron, any anything you ever need about being married, I can. Cool. I can help you out. All right. You know, <laughs> might be the wrong advice, but be some sort of advice. Well, I'm but definitely thanks. gonna check out that episode with the 
yeah the nine questions before yeah you check it out and and thanks you guys so much for having me and for any of the listeners out there that were like dude does this guy ever shut up i hope i didn't talk too much nah you're great i really enjoyed being here and and i hope you guys will come and see me uh on this little run of dates and check out my record uh, i highly recommend it joe sibs a very funny dude and a good friend also man thank you um i'm going to i'm gonna do my plugs in the beginning, so you guys already heard those. Can we go meet Bill, or is that going to happen? No, he's, he's not here today. No, he's not. <laughs> um, he's not ready. All right, <laughs> you guys. Thanks for listening, and go see Joe when he comes to your town. He's very funny. Thanks, Joe. That was awesome. You want to know about life on the road? It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns and These fights, canceled flights, running with the runs Blacklists, bounce checks, great a bachelorette Drunks in the front, making out for your set And middle acts doing blow, more missing merch Drive the rental car past another mega church Juice keys, vagina fist, your cell phone is gone One big law and order marathon